that the devil possessed the kingdoms of the world is often denied. He here says, They were delivered unto me. This was done certainly when man, having been entrusted with the rule and dominion of earth, betrayed the trust, hearkened to and obeyed the devil instead of God. Man, the ruler, transferred his allegiance, and with his own, that of the earth he ruled from God to the devil. Satan was in possession then of these kingdoms and the glory of them. He claimed the power to bestow them upon whom he would. He proposed to give them to Christ Jesus, if he would fall down and worship him. The mission of Jesus Christ proves this claim of the devil to be true. He came to rescue the world from the possession and rule of the devil and to destroy the power of the evil one. It is objected. God made no attempt to abolish civil government. He attempted to be the lawmaker for one nation and made his law their civil law. He never tried to force those laws upon other nations or to legislate for them. There is not one word of condemnation of any civil government in the Bible unless that government enacted laws contrary to natural equity or was led by an unprincipled ruler. God never attempts to do anything. He always does it or he does not do it. He did make laws and hence was the lawmaker for his people, the Jewish nation. He never attempted nor forced his law upon any people, neither the Jews nor other. All must voluntarily accept them, or he will not be their God and lawgiver. God was no respecter of persons. He revealed himself and his will to all alike in the beginning, and as Paul says in Romans 1 verse 21, because when they knew God they glorified him not, as God neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator. Imagined that they could make governments better than God and serve the creature by honoring their own in preference to God's government. Everyone who honors and serves the human government and relies upon it for good more than he does upon the divine government worships and serves the creature more than he does the Creator. For this cause God gave them up to be a law unto themselves, or to make their own governments and to work their own ruin. In the beginning God gave his law to all alike. When all save one family turned away, he gave his law to this family. No nation with a human government was ever accounted the people of God, and his children were forbidden affiliation with them. But any and all persons of every nation and family could become his people by submission to his government. The first fundamental principle of natural equity was and is that people created and preserved by the God of heaven and earth should submit to the government of their creator and preserver. To establish another government is to violate this. Hence, all who established other governments violated the principles of natural justice and are condemned by God to destruction unless they repent. God has at no time in the world's history accepted a people with a human government as his people, save the Jews who added the human to the divine. This was recognized as a rejection of God as their ruler that resulted in their rejection by God and their destruction as the people of God. Jesus knew who held possession of the kingdoms of the world and whether he had the power to bestow them. Unless the devil possessed these kingdoms and had power to bestow them, 
the offer could have been no temptation to Christ. It was a temptation, and he suffered being tempted. It is objected that if the statement of the devil be true, quote, the devil had possession by the will of God. The language demands this, for it hath been delivered unto me, and Christ came to rescue it from his dominion by the will of God, a seeming conflict in the purpose of God. Unquote. The language, it hath been delivered unto me, does not demand that it should have been delivered by the will of God. The history shows man delivered it at the suggestion of the devil, and God punished him for it. But it is true that it was and is God's will that when man sinned, he and the world which he rules should be given over to the rule of the devil to punish him for his sins. God uses the devil to rule and punish sinners. Just as it is God's will that the persistent sinner shall be given over to the rule of the devil in hell forever. It is also true that God desires Jesus Christ should deliver man and with man the world committed to his rule from the rule of the devil, both in this world and in the world to come. But not that he should deliver them while yet in sin, but that he should turn them from sin and so rescue them from the devil. There is not even a seeming conflict in the purposes of God. Again, it is objected, quote, if it be meant that civil government and nations were under the control of the devil and that Christ came to rescue them from him, then Christ has failed, because we all know civil government and nations are now more nearly universal than ever before, and that every disciple of Jesus is a subject of some nation and is subject to civil government. Unquote. How civil government is now more universal than heretofore we do not understand, inasmuch as from the days of Nimrod civil government has extended over all the families of the earth. Rebellion against God has been universal from the beginning. Civil government has been co-extensive with it. But it is not true that civil government is honored and feared and that men stand in awe of it and reverence its rule as they did in past ages. They now, under the enlightening rays of divine truth, understand government is for the people and not the people for the government, and that rulers are men, selfish, wicked, corrupt men, with no more rights than others, and human government is losing its hold on the affections of men. But this objection is made in misapprehension of the order of God. Suppose we were to say God declared a war of extermination against sin six thousand years ago, and sin is as universal now as it ever was, therefore God has failed in his war upon sin. This is just as true as that the war against human government has failed. The infidel can set aside the whole idea of divine rule with this very argument. But the truth is this. It is God's will that human government shall exist so long as man or a considerable portion of the human family refuses to be governed by God. He ordained human government as a punishment for rejecting his government. Wherever and so long as man rejects God's rule, he must be ruled by men, or as here developed, he must be ruled by the devil. But Christ came to destroy human government by calling man back from sin to the rule and service of God. Man must come voluntarily at the call of Christ. Then Jesus proposed to destroy human government only as he destroyed sin and rebellion against God. 
If there has been a failure, it is not in destroying human government, but in destroying sin and rebellion, since he proposed to destroy that only as these were destroyed. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. He wishes human government to continue so long as man continues to sin. It is not wrong for the government of the devil to exist so long as men rebel against God and prefer to serve the devil. The wrong is in the rebellion that produces these governments, and then that those who have ceased to rebel against God and have taken the oath of fealty to Him should still support and strengthen these governments that have grown up as the fruit of this rebellion. Jesus Christ desires to destroy these governments only as He destroys sin which necessitates them. Only as His own government increases to fill the earth, just as God desires hell to exist so long as sin exists. It is right hell should exist so long as sin is in the universe to punish sinners and deter from sin. But it is wrong for the servants of God to enter into, become subjects and managers of the institution of hell. Then Christ recognized the claim of the devil to the possession of the kingdoms of the world as true, and the devil is henceforth called in the Bible the prince or ruler of this world. The special point of the temptation is this. Christ had come to rescue the world from the dominion of the evil one and to bring it back to God. He is to rescue it through suffering, persecution, reproach, the death of the cross, the degradation of the grave, and after it shall be rescued he must surrender it up to God and himself occupy a secondary place in the rule of the world. Now says Satan, but worship me, do obeisance to me, Acknowledge my supremacy instead of God's, and without suffering, persecution, sorrow, the cross, or the grave, all shall be yours, and you will then have the same dignity and honor under me without suffering as you will have under God when you shall have endured all. Christ felt the temptation most keenly. The condition of the world proclaims the evil rule of the world. The degradated condition of humanity, the suffering, sorrow, death, that reign here all proclaim that he who reigns is not the all-wise creator and ruler of the universe.